I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure, but sometimes when I'm online searching for stuff, I catch those online quizzes and sometimes I just have to take them. Or I see those posts where they break down in a chart where you should be at at certain milestones and I'll click on that link and check it out. And even in the personal finance space, there's plenty of them. One type of post in particular that's popular are those ones where it says how much you should have saved or invested by 20, 30, 40 years old, so on. Or they talk about how much you should have in your 401k. And even though I shrug it off, and you might too, part of you might be comparing your numbers to what you saw. Today though, we're going to talk about how you two can really review the big picture and make sure you hit your big money goals. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. The first half of this year is about over. So how are you guys doing right now? Looking back, we've had some ups and downs in the past four, maybe five weeks, both financially and in our lives. Last month, our adorable cat just for some reason had these symptoms and it just went so quickly. He had seizures and some other issues. And in the span of a week, if that, he went from sick and trying to figure out what was going on to passing away. I mean, it was happening so fast. The vets still couldn't figure out what the underlining cause was. And because of a few issues during his care, we just got his remains last week and paid his final expenses. Thankfully, we have savings, so that covered that. But between the emergency hospital exam, the tests, vet visits, it definitely was pricey. But besides that, we also had some good things to celebrate in the last few weeks as well. We were invited to two baby showers, and then last weekend we went to two graduation parties, And of course, they're all bunched together. Well, that's how life can be. And I find it so easy to let certain things slip by because there's something urgent going on, something more immediate that's happening that we have to focus on. And the danger, though, is we're always focusing on the immediate or the urgent. We miss out on the important stuff. Now, I don't think money is the most important thing. I do, however, realize that much of our day-to-day and long-term goals need us to be on top of our finances. We should have a game plan for our money and a system that allows us to have it set up so when things come up, and they will, our finances keep chugging along and we're moving towards our goals. Which is why I'm so glad Catherine Bryant is joining in today's episode. She's a financial advisor at Coastal Wealth Management And in this episode, we're going to be discussing getting a financial snapshot and prioritizing which goal or two is your focus. We'll look into setting up a system to track both your money and getting into the habit of money dates. And finally, when you're finding a financial advisor or a planner, how do you find a good one that not only knows the numbers, but puts you first? Interested? Let's get started. 
one challenge that we face with trying to come up with any financial plan is that many of us are dealing with several goals at the same time. Yeah, we are the generation, I will tell you, where we're trying to put kids through school at the same time we're paying off our own student loans, right? So it's it's a, it's a sometimes a difficult situation to figure out what, you know, which do we do first or how much do we put towards each one? And that's where I think a financial plan uh, is really the best first start. So how do you decide which goals to focus on and when to focus on them? Something that's been helpful for us and other couples is thinking about it as if you were planning an epic trip. How would you do that? First, you dig into possible destinations. And then maybe you nail down one particular spot you want to go to or a few during your trip. And once you have an idea of where you want to go, from there you can then work backwards. Look at flights, train tickets, hotels, bed and breakfast. You get the idea. And it's the same thing with our finances. What exactly are your financial goals? Is there one big one that you're working towards or are there several that you're looking to hit? What you want to do and the order you want to do them makes all the difference. And that's why even though it's fun to check out those quizzes and look at those charts, it's really not helpful because different goals have different milestones. And even within those same goals, there can be such a variation about how much money you'll need to hit it, depending on your situation. For example, let's take financial independence. It's a very attractive goal for many people, this idea that you save and invest it enough that you don't have to work. But it can vary couple to couple for what that means. One couple might decide that they want to save and invest just enough so that their basic needs are taken care of. It gives them peace of mind and freedom to switch careers, maybe travel abroad, or volunteer more. Then you have another couple, and they're really serious about the retire early part. They absolutely want no pressure to work again. So the amount that they're saving and investing for is probably going to be much higher than the first couple. And even more so if they decide to have a certain lifestyle that they want to upkeep during their retirement. And that's their decision. So with just this quick example, hopefully you can see that even if on paper the goal looks the same, you're going to have different numbers and variations with what milestones you're going to hit and how much you're saving and investing towards. And once you have an idea of the goals that you want to tackle, then you have to look at the other side. Where are you now? How much debt do you guys have? How much is already saved or invested towards? These numbers are crucial because they give you a clearer picture of how you're going to create this game plan. Now, you could do this at home and sit down and talk about it. But if you want a financial planner, this is a great instance where having a objective third party can help you get more comfortable. Sometimes when it's just the two of you, it's a bit harder to talk about money, especially if you haven't had much success in the past or this is a new thing that you're trying out. Having a third party person to objectively walk you through what your goals are and also looking at the numbers can make it less stressful and more productive. 
So as a couple, what we always recommend is let's get it on paper. Let's see what your financial picture actually looks like, either good or bad, but at least we know. And then from there, we can make some recommendations to you to get you on track, um, depending on what your goals are and what your financial history is. Um, not everybody's the same. We have some people that come in that their goal is to buy their first home. We have other people that they they feel like uh, they're about to approach um, a nice retirement, but they don't know for sure. So the nice thing about Coastal is we deal with all members, regardless of where you are in your financial um, picture, what's working successfully for you, what is it that you liked about that, um, and what's maybe holding you back or keeping you back from reaching that financial goal. So once you know what you want to do, and where you're starting from, you can create a plan to get you there. And that's what a budget is. It moves you towards that goal month by month, getting closer to either paying off debt, saving for your goals, or investing for the future. And once you agree on the main components, the main pieces of your spending plan, budget, whatever you want to call it, my next piece of advice is go ahead and automate it. And just looking at the last 12 months for us personally, Automating our money was a smart move. We had house projects. We unfortunately had some friends and family in the hospital. Uh, some had passed away. And we still had the normal day-to-day stuff with work, taking care of the kids. As it probably sounds, you can sense that it can be overwhelming to deal with so many things at the same time. So that's where automating makes a lot of sense. Once that paycheck comes in, have a schedule for the money to go out, those transfers to savings, if you're contributing to your IRA, if you're paying bills, that it's all set for the regular occurring expenses. With those things taken care of, you have some peace of mind. You also freed up some time to focus on the more important things, whether that's spending more time with friends and family, kind of taking a step back and resetting and recharging, or taking on an extra project, whether that's at work, because you're hoping to eventually get a different position and a raise, or maybe it's giving back to your community. Of course, even if things are automated, there are going to be times when one, you need to just review and make sure everything's running smoothly. And then two, take care of those expenses that vary month to month. For example, your cable bill might be the same, but your power bill isn't. So how do you do that? How do you set aside time to review the numbers and also take care of the the small things. You probably know what I'm going to say because you've read the book or you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, but I am a big believer of having money dates. Whether it's monthly, weekly, I know some couples like to do it by paycheck, as long as it's consistent. These are fantastic ways for you guys to have some fun, relax as a couple, and then yes, go over the numbers. Now, if you haven't been on a money date before, I will let you know the first few times are going to feel a little little bit different. How do you talk about money? How do you review things? But let's keep things simple. You establish the goals that you want to work towards. And then you came up with a budget. So your money dates for the first few times are probably going to be more emphasized on that monthly budget. How are things going? Is the budget you created realistic? And I'm just going to let you know, for most couples, your first budget is not going to be perfect. And that's totally fine. 
It's an ongoing process, but the actual part of the numbers usually does not take up a big part of the date, believe it or not. Since most of us are busy, I recommend either having an app, a spreadsheet, some kind of system that makes it easy for you guys to get a quick idea of what's going on. What bills are getting paid? How's your budget looking? And then overall, what's the big picture? How's your net worth going? When you have that ease of access, you're more likely to stick with the plan. And so there are a lot of different options out there, but I'm going to name four. Mint, Personal Capital, Tiller, and Zeta. And they each have their own benefits. So depending on your personalities, if both of you are going to be on top of the money or one's going to take the lead, your choice is going to be different. What I like about Personal Capital, it gives a very complete overview with an app. You can look at your investments. So if you guys already have investments with your 401k and multiple accounts, that might be your preference. In my mind, Mint is kind of the opposite of it. If your main focus right now is getting a budget that works, Mint is a very visual budget system that can help you see where your money leaks are and then notify you if you're breaking a, a certain expense, like eating out too much. Tiller is for the spreadsheet geeks like us who absolutely love having the ability to customize their budget, but also don't want to manually enter transactions. Tiller takes care of that, so it's the best in both worlds. And finally, we have Zeta, which is specifically designed for couples. And I know we come into our marriage from different perspectives with finances. So if the two of you are still trying to get comfortable with a system that reflects you and your goals, you might want to try out Zeta. Their focus is not just about the numbers and setting up a budget, but how to work as a team with your finances. So now you have an idea of how you're going to create your financial goals and set up a system to track that progress. And you're going to be doing these regular check-ins with the money dates. But what you'll notice is as you're making progress or as you're hitting plateaus with your financial plan, you might be thinking, it would be wonderful to have a financial expert sit down and look at our specific situation. But how do you do that? How do you find a financial planner that's not just very knowledgeable about the technical side of finances, but they're also putting you first? The first thing you'd want to do, as I said, is work with a fiduciary. And the second thing is I would work um, with a planner that isn't working with what's called proprietary funds. And proprietary funds sometimes are um, given a priority within the company to be introduced to clients. And it's not necessarily a good fit for everybody. So I think the great thing that Coastal does is not only are we fiduciaries, but we don't have proprietary funds. We're not tied to any particular investment um, mutual fund company or insurance company or anything like that. We do the due diligence. We go out and we look to make sure when we sit down with our members that we're presenting um, the investment options that are high quality investment grade um, and are within your risk tolerance. So I really think the first step is sitting down, interviewing that financial advisor, making sure you feel like you're in a good space with that person. They understand uh, what it is you're trying to achieve. And then again, make sure that you feel like you're the priority in the room, not the next available product that's coming up for the month, right? So, um, you know, and it's it's like any industry, you just have to uh, look for the best fit for you, uh, regardless of whether it's uh, getting a loan or getting financial advice on 
you know, checking savings account. It's just got to be a good fit with the person you're working with. It might sound strange, but when you go in and your financial planner or advisor is interviewing you, you should be doing the same. I've done several episodes with interviewing financial planners, really good ones, ones that are absolutely focused on their clients and not just with investing, but the whole picture. And I noticed that they emphasize some key points and that they have certain traits in common. The first is ask questions. A lot of the best advisors told me they love it. And that leads to the second trait that I noticed that's common with a lot of great advisors. They love having people ask questions because they are teachers. As they are sharing advice about your specific circumstances and giving you options to consider, they really want you to understand why they think that's best. And it's perfectly fine for you to interrupt them and say, wait a minute, I mean, it sounds good, but can you go back a few steps and explain how does that fit in with what we just told you we wanted to do? And I get it. Sometimes we feel kind of embarrassed, like, is this the right question to ask? But a good financial planner is on your side, on the same team. And when you understand why they're recommending something and it makes sense to you, then you're in a better position to make choices that fit you and your goals. And that's what they want. And then the last trait I notice is that the best planners take a holistic approach. Of course, your investments, that's important and you want to stay on top of that, but they're not going to advise you on something that you're not comfortable with. And they know you're not comfortable with because they've had these conversations with you. They've taken your feedback and they will give you advice that's based on your goals and your personalities and they're willing to work with you with where you're at. So maybe you're focusing on something smaller just to get more comfortable with investing, maybe a little more conservative. And then as you get comfortable and you seeing that you're moving closer to your goal, they can sit down again, talk with you, update your plan and change it as you want. So if you're looking for a financial planner and I think they can be incredibly effective, make sure that you look for someone who has your interests first. And there are plenty of good resources out there to help you find the perfect fit for you. I've done episodes, like I mentioned, with other financial planners. You know, our current sponsor right now, Coastal, is a great resource if you're in the Triangle area. But whoever you use, do a little bit of effort with the homework and recommendations. But this, I feel like, is a great investment long term for you guys to get a clear plan that fits you and your own goals. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you're looking for better options with banking, please check out Coastal. They have competitive rates on checking and savings. And if you want to be prepared for your retirement, please consider checking out Coastal's Retirement Planning Program. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from speaking with Catherine and as I was preparing this episode. The first one is make it easy to know your numbers. It's hard when we have so much on our plates to keep track of things. So the easier we make it, the more likely we're going to follow through. So whether it is using an app, whether it is doing a spreadsheet, whatever the system is, just have a way for you to quickly and easily pull your numbers for when you need to review them. And remember, the two key ones you're looking at is your monthly budget, 
get an idea of what the cash flow is in and out, and then your overall big picture with your net worth. The second takeaway is consistency is your best friend. It's going to vary, of course, by couple and your situation, but my suggestion and advice on how to handle this is at least review it on a monthly basis. I know some couples prefer paycheck, some prefer to go weekly. As long as you have a consistent pattern to checking in with your finances, you'll put yourselves ahead of the game. If you wait for once a quarter twice a year what can happen is something gets off track and it starts off small but by the time you get to it it snowballed into a bigger problem so having these regular check-ins monthly is enough for it not to be a stressful situation it's just checking in making sure the bills are being paid but then also if something needs to be adjusted something's coming up maybe vacation maybe you had an illness in the family whatever it is you can make the tweaks that you need to on your budget. And my last takeaway is be wise with your financial checkups. If you decide to see a financial professional, and I think that's a good thing for couples, whether you're just starting out or you've reached a major milestone and you want to know where do we go from here, double check and interview whoever your financial advisor is going to be. I want to make sure that your financial advisor is a team member. They got you first on their minds and they they want to help you reach the goals that you two have created together. If you like to chat more about what your financial goals are, what you're working towards, please join us in our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We're really supportive. We try to help one another out, sometimes even just being a listening ear or pointing you in the direction of a helpful resource. You can join us over at couplemoney.com slash FB. And I also want to point out that even financial professionals like Catherine do have these checkups because it's very easy to say we just don't have the time. But finances are something we need to keep an eye on. So when I was talking with Catherine, I asked her about her checkup. What does she try to keep an eye on with their finances? And it was really refreshing to get a look into how her family approaches things. You know, for me, it's always a matter of, are we saving for retirement? Are my husband and I saving for retirement? Because we actually still have college students. Um, We have one graduated, we have one that's a freshman in college, and then we have one that's in high school. You know, but the one thing that um, I think is pretty prevalent today is a lot of times people like myself that kind of have both ends of the spectrum of trying to work towards saving for retirement, but still trying to figure out how to save for the kids. You know, I keep reminding myself, I can't take out a loan for retirement, but my child certainly could probably get some type of loan for their college savings. So for me, my financial checkup is just to make sure that We're both, as a household, contributing to our 401ks or our Roth. Special thanks to Catherine for being a part of the show. If you too are here in the Triangle area and you're looking to have a financial professional review your specific situation and goals, please feel free to reach out to Catherine and her team at Coastal Wealth Services. As always, I'll have links in the show notes to the resources we mentioned in our chat, as well as bonuses like our free 5 Days to 5K course, which is designed to take you through and help you find, save, and make extra money on the side. And don't forget, we still have the Summer of Savings contest going on. You can win an autographed copy of my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Money, and we're also giving away $100. So if you want to join in on the fun, please visit couplemoney.com slash summer.
Next week, we're going to discuss how to optimize your 401k so it's working as hard as you do. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. And finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. And if you're sharing this show with your friends, thank you so much. I really want to make money a way for couples to connect instead of being a source of stress in their marriage. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.